Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hi everyone, on this episode of the podcast I catch up with Victorian trainer Danny Gibbons whose little champion chaser Kelsey Bale notched up her third Group 2 victory in under four weeks in taking out the recent Warnable Cup. We had a chat about what his plans are for her going forward, some other stars of his kennel and of course some helpful advice for anyone looking to pick up the lead and collar. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'd like to start off with by saying, I mean, I'm just happy to sit back and, and let you just talk about Kelsey and describe her in all the wonderful ways possible. Because, I mean, what sort of dog comes out and wins three group twos in less than a month? That is phenomenal. How proud are you? Oh, super proud. We're all, all, all proud here. Yeah. I still can't believe it. <laughs> I, I didn't realise it was under a month. So it was the, the seventh or the fourth she won a first at Ballarat and then obviously the third or the fifth was her most recent one. So in less than a month she's racked up three group twos. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, it's crazy. Is there been um I mean obviously, you know, go we'll go back through each of them, going into the excuse me, the first one, the Ballarat Cup, what, um, you know, she was a fairly big price in that race. What sort of chance did you give her? Um, I, I thought she was a decent chance in that race, but um, being box seven and uh, the field she was in, yeah, I, I think the price was probably what she should have been, but, yeah, she, she had no right to win that race from where she was. My TikTok just exploded when I posted that replay. People said... People said, oh, I thought you'd put up the wrong number. I was halfway through watching it and thought, no, she's put up the seven. That's not the dog that won it. I mean, it's it's one of those wins for the ages, I suppose. Yeah. Well, we'll never forget it. We were in Bali and I, I couldn't um, – because uh, overseas, over there, they're all gambling and racing and everything is banned. So oh, you can't no. actually get on TAB or Watchdog or oh, Fast Track no. or anything to watch the race. Oh, so, Jesus. I have, like, a group of people that always message me and say congrats after races and stuff. I messaged all of them and I said, don't message or say anything for at least 20 <laughs> minutes after the race because I've got to wait till I can get my worker to send me the replay. Oh, wet. so you didn't know the result when you got the replay? No, I had no idea. And we were watching it in the hotel room um, at the Hard Rock Cafe and um, <laughs> I, I, we were all just cheering for Quinlan at the, like, near the end because yep. we thought, shit, Hopefully you can just hold on and snag second place, which is still good money. Yep. And then out of nowhere, Kelsey came down the outside. We didn't even realise it was her until the race caller screamed out her name. And, yeah, it was pretty bloody. I think the whole hotel would have heard her screaming. <laughs> what, um, it would have been some sort of celebration then that night. Not a bad place to uh, party. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> That's unreal. And then obviously, you know, we fast forward to the Geelong <coughs> Cup. She had box seven again in the final. She was a little bit more, um, you know, she was a bit more favoured in terms of betting in that race, but she wasn't really spoken about in terms of the tips. There was plenty others that were, were favoured, and, yeah, she'd done the job again. Were, were you back in Australia for that one? Um, yeah, yeah, we were back in Australia. And the, the Geelong Cup was kind of one that I had planned for her ever since she missed it the year before. Yeah, right. Because I was spewing. She always really, really trial, trials good at Geelong, and she just loves that track. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she missed the year before because we tr tried to go for the launching pad with her. 
And, um, yeah, throughout the whole year, that was, like, the main race I was really targeting. And um, we had an offer to go for the San Groper, and I rang Brendan and said, um, these are the choices we've got, like, to go to the Geelong Cup or head over for the San Groper. And, um, yeah, we decided to stick with what she was good at. And, yeah, I'm kind of glad we did stay because I don't think she would have got the warnable one either back-to-back, so... Yeah, 100%. And I mean, you know, by the time you travel over and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, like you just said, and, you know, 75000 first prize money for the Geelong Cup, it was nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, exactly. Um, She was only a 10th outside the track record. She ran 29.62, obviously, from what you just said about her loving the track that time didn't surprise you. Uh, no, I definitely knew she was capable of doing it. It's just she drew really shit. You don't want to be on the outside yep. at, on, on that track. But, um... Yeah, she jumped really well and just bulldozed her way to the rail and where she needed to be. I said, I, I pretty much said she needed to be behind Storm Stroller going down the back and then just run him down. But, um, yeah, she did it perfectly. Yep. And then we fast forward, like you just saying, the most recent one, Warnable Cup final, come out from box five. Like you said, she hasn't had much luck with box draws, but, again, you know, she just overcome the, um, you know, overcome, I, I suppose, the, the awkward draw and, yeah, got the job done there. Yeah, that, that that was one of the three I was probably the least confident about just because yeah, right. the the bad draw. And I knew Craig Traherne told me as soon as his dog drew inside of her, he was going to be a pest to her because it just wants to get off the track. Yep. So I knew that if she, she didn't jump in front of that dog, she was going to be in a world of trouble. But yeah, again, she just jumped really good and uh, followed our other bitch into the first corner and yeah, it was all over from there. Yep. How's um How's the trophy case looking? Are you gonna you probably have to build another couple of shells if she keeps going the way she is. It looks awesome at the moment, <laughs> but Brendan's dropping a few dogs off in a couple of weeks, and I I reckon he's probably going to take four of them back with him. So <laughs> <laughs> we might lose a couple. Oh, we just have to win some more to make up for it. Is um is the plan obviously is the Sapphire Crown the next um next target on the agenda? Uh, yeah, she's the the box draw will come out today. She drew box six. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't get the best. She usually draws better in the heat, so hopefully if she can make the final, she's she's due to draw a decent box in the final, I tell you. Yep. Well, just, yeah, looking back at her pattern of box draws sort of over, you know, the last half a dozen starts, she's had four one seven, four seven one five, and now six. So she definitely hasn't had it easy. No, she's, yeah, but... It's just the luck of the draw, I guess, and um, I think she's just like we're just lucky. She's got a really good racing brain, and it doesn't really the box draw is not so important. Yep, yep. Well, she's just like she's just in it. Like it's like she's hit her purple patch. She's just hit such good form, and you know you would know better than anyone. You just got to take advantage of it while you can. Yeah, exactly. What um what are any sort of long term goals obviously other than the Sapphire Crown um series are you sort of looking ahead to see uh see what else is coming up? Uh, I'm not. I'm trying not to look too far ahead because um like me and Brendan and we haven't really had the discussion of when he wants to retire or breed with her or I'm kind of just avoiding that and hoping it doesn't come up. <laughs> but yeah. um yeah, we're just playing it week to week. I actually had a call a couple of days ago for someone wanted to lock her in for this year's Phoenix. So. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that's a fair way away. Jesus. So I, I don't, I, I don't really want to say yes or no, yeah. but you, you never know. It's racing. She might not even be racing then. So yep. 
Yep. What um, what's your like personality wise? Because obviously the feral Frankies are you know um really starting to hit the ground. He had obviously the two place getters in the seven fifteen on on Saturday, but yeah, the ferals are really starting to um you know produce in these big races. Yeah, I don't actually know how he got the name feral because every single feral Frankie pup we've got is amazing in the kennels. Really good temperament. Always love a cuddle. Uh, there's nothing feral about them, so I'm not sure. I'd, I'd, I'd love to actually ask them where they got the name from. So I did a podcast with Lyndall, <coughs> um, one of his part owners, oh, probably it would be well over 12 months ago now, and I asked her that exact question, and she's got a pet. A, it's not a greyhound, some sort of domestic dog, and his name's Frankie, and she said he was quite feral. So that's sort of where the name come from. So really nothing to do <laughs> with the dog. Uh, per se. Okay. It's more her house dog. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, going super, and you know, couldn't ask, couldn't ask for much more than um than what she's doing. Um, what's the relationship, obviously, with Brendan? You know, is he someone that you can sort of just ring up and bounce ideas off? Does he just let you guys train the dogs how you um feel they should be? Yeah, no, he's really good, easy to deal with. He not actually hundred percent of the time, he just says to us that whatever you think is best for the dog. So, um, yeah, I was over in. Uh, Bali when we got it was actually the third offer for the sand groper we got three offers for it wow and the last the last offer was really good they were offering a good percentage and I thought I need to get on to Brendan because this is big money <laughs> and it's too much for me to just say yeah. no to so yeah wow. I, I didn't want to do it because I knew that she'd missed the Geelong Cup yep but I had to ring him and just make sure he was okay with me turning it down because if she had have won it would have been a bit more money than the Geelong Cup but saying that I'm glad we stayed and yeah, the, I think I think I took the right path, and he was happy yep. with whatever I decided. Yep, hundred percent. No, definitely right decision. Um, another handy dog you've got in your kennel is Prior Bale, one four from eight and three seconds, and yeah, has put um put three wins together at the Meadows, and yeah, just going along nicely. Yeah, he is, but the little bugger turned his head on the in the right at the last second of that last race. Oh, so. did he? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a he's in a bit of strife at the moment. Going for a holiday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, he, he'll be back, and he, yeah. he's another one. That he's, I think he's probably the quickest dog I've ever trialed at the Meadows at his young age. Like I, I think his first look at the Meadows, he ran like twenty nine ninety or something. We haven't had one do that before, so yeah, wow. he's definitely got a lot of ability. Yep. Um, yep. We've just got to try and fix his head. Yeah, he's a big boy too, just over thirty six kilos. Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, wow. Just like, you know, obviously, you know, it probably is happening a little bit more. That's probably a fair statement to say, you know, you see dogs sort of turning it up a little bit and that sort of thing. But, you know, just for anyone out there, you know, you don't have to go too in-depth. But what sort of will you do with him now? Will you turn him out for a little bit and just let him sort of be a dog for a bit before you start um, trying a few things to sort of get him back focused? No, I think uh, the plan is actually to just try and clear him straight away tomorrow at Geelong because okay. yep. he's he's never ever done it in trials or anything, so I'm not really worried about him doing it. Yep. There was the, the two dogs inside him were actually fighting each other, and then oh, he just had a little right. yep. a, a little join in. So <laughs> fingers crossed, it was just a one off brain fade. Yep. And um, yeah, he will hopefully clear him tomorrow. But um, yeah, if, if the issue does come up again, we'll probably give him a spell on the sidelines and just play around with him in on, on our little track up the back with a couple of other dogs and just make sure he go around and he's concentrating on the toy rather than the other dogs. Yep, 
Yep. Yeah, nice. Who, um, I mean, obviously, you know, I have to mention, you know, one dog that I love um, following. A lot of people don't actually realise they say to me, they go, oh, Quinlan and Kelsey are uh, um, brother and sister. I said, yeah, they are. But um, he's a... He doesn't, for me, on TV, he doesn't look as big as what he is, but he's a 39-kilo monster. <laughs> yeah, he's enormous, too, and he looks every bit of 39 kilos. Every time I put him up on the vet table, they all call him a horse. That's why I, he got the nickname Farlat when, when he first got dropped off because he's just a massive, silky black dog and yep. definitely the biggest dog we've ever had. Yeah, nice. He, um, like, I mean, he's, he's 125 from 58, like, I feel personally, you know, you might agree, I think he's just a very underrated dog. I think he is, definitely. And I think he's just he's overshadowed by Kelsey because yeah. I think a lot of people know they are brother and sister and she kind of gets all the glory. But I think he's just cruising along. I, I think his one downfall is he doesn't really get the 500-metre races very strong. Like, he kind yeah. of ties the last 10, 15 metres. So yep. it, it kind of it, it puts him out of these really big group one races. But... I think he's won nearly two hundred thousand dollars just in the like the country scene. So yep, yep, he's definitely n- nothing to put down or anything. So yeah, yeah, and that I mean that match race. You know, obviously as betting suggested, Typhoon Semi was um expected to take it out, but you know you must have been wrapped the fact that he you know put three and three quarter lengths on a dog like Typhoon Semi. Yeah, Typhoon Semi's been out for a while, and and but he, he was. Not long ago, one of the best dogs going around the country. Like yeah. he, he was he was the last country king. So yeah, <laughs> um, and and the the way he came back a couple of weeks before Geelong, the time he ran, it was, he was definitely nothing wrong with him. So yeah, Quinlan done a really good job beating him in that. What um what are your plans for him now? Uh, I've nominated him in the Harrison Dawson. Yep. But yeah, like I said, he's he's every chance to lead the race. It's just a matter of whether he can hold on that last. 10, 15 metres. I'm kind of hoping as he's getting a bit older, he might get a bit stronger, but yep. otherwise, yeah, we'll just go back into the country and just chase whatever's coming up. Do you think I, he... I reckon the uh, Bendigo Cup might have to be coming up soon. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. Do you reckon, um, Do you reckon? you know, just for argument's sake, he, his size has got anything to do with, um, you know, him maybe struggling to get the 500? Because, I mean, the last sort of 39-kilo <laughs> dog I can remember, like El Grand Senor, like he he was one of those dogs that you know a little bit like Quinlan he was brilliant early and he had to rely sometimes on a little bit luck to get there. Yeah, it would have to have some sort of effect on him. Like he's carrying an extra five six kilos on top of like Amron Boy and all those yep. real good sprinters. Yeah. Um, I know myself when I'm a bit heavier, it's harder to do anything. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> he would definitely be feeling it. Yep. Who um who else have you got in your kennel at the moment that's sort of um you know got you got you excited. Um, I, I like Pryor Vale. Uh, we've got another one, Rocky Roll. He had one race at Geelong probably six months ago and he crashed into the catching pen gate and punctured his lung. Oh, wow. And we were told he would never race again and on the edge of retiring. And because we knew he was really good, like I was trialling him when he was 16 months old and he was beating Titan Blazer in trials. So Yep. I, I wanted to persist with him. I spoke with the owners and they took him back for four months to their house. Yep. And, um, yeah, we've just got him back fit now and he had his first race back at the Meadows the other day and won by six lengths. Oh, And now we're sending that? him to the series in South Australia. Yep, yep. No, that's awesome. Oh, that's terrible. That was, that's a terrible accident to have. Yeah, well, we were told by three different vets, even 
that he would never race again, like with the x-rays and scans, and they, they just said that it's not going to happen. And, yeah, we, we got him back fit, and it was we, we, we were convinced there was nothing wrong with him after about three months and went and had more x-rays and scans, and one of the vets even said, oh, it doesn't even look like it's the same x-rays from the same dog. Like, they couldn't believe how well it cleared up. Yeah, wow. Oh, well, fingers crossed. Yes, hopefully. Now, yeah. Um, now, I did my last podcast with you back in August last year, so it's been a fair while, but, um, you know, it's probably hard to pinpoint a couple of things, but has there been anything, obviously, you know, Kelsey winning a lot of races has been something that's um, changed since then, but, yeah, has there been anything else that's sort of changed, you know, from your perspective? Do you guys get, like, offered dogs all the time and that now that, obviously, you know, you become pretty much a household name in the industry? Has sort of things picked up like that for you? Uh, yeah, we do get a lot of offers all the time. It's 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 hard because you want to kind of take dogs, and hopefully they're going to end up being really good. And then at the same time, you it, you've got to turn down dogs because you, you can't be stuck with like ten, fifteen dogs that aren't really up to standard. And then Brendan calls me up and say, "You need room for twenty five dogs coming in a few <laughs> weeks," and then we, we're stuck with all these dogs. We've got nowhere to go. So yep. they'll always be like our first priority, and I'll always. Yep have room for them dogs so um but yeah we definitely do get more offers it, it actually really started coming after ariane won that big group one race yeah right i reckon i had probably seven offers of uh from owners that i'd never even really spoke to before asking to send me dogs and stuff so yep yep and you guys do yeah. it full-time don't you sorry you guys um you train dogs full-time it's your full-time thing yeah yeah yep how um how many do you have in work at the moment um, at the moment, we've only got about 40 because, like I said, Brendan's sending a few down in a few weeks, so we'll be yep. back up to 70. Yep. What's, um, yep. what's probably been sort of like, you know, obviously since you guys are, are very prominent now in the group races and that sort of thing, anything from a, you know, a training, because obviously, you know, to get Kelsey up, you know, like I said, in less than a month to win three group twos, you know, you've got to be knowing what you're doing, you know, is there anything that, you know, you've really sort of honed in on and said, you know, that's important to make sure I can get the dogs into these group races and keep them at that level? Because it's not easy. Yeah, well, we've kind of, uh, from the start, we kind of just, I copied everything and listened to everything my pop told me and we've, we've basically not really changed them from what he was doing 20 years ago training-wise. Uh, the only thing we kind of do is we, we, we give them a couple of easy days before a race just so they're a bit fresher, whereas he would have used to just run them up to the day where they're racing. Yeah, okay. Um, so for Kelsey or even the dogs coming up to the bigger races, we'll just give them two days light, just light work in the runs and they don't yeah. really do much. Might play around with a ball or just try and keep it more fun and playful rather than just sprinting up and down the runs. Yep, yep. No, that's and um, yeah, that seems to be doing the trick. That, um, that's interesting because, you know, obviously a lot of people are trying to sort of, you know, I guess in inverted commas move with the times and, you know, try and invent, you know, new training regimes as dogs get fitter and faster and all the rest of it. But, yeah, that's really cool to hear that, you know, you're just sticking to what, you know, what worked for him and, you know, obviously what's got you, gotten you guys to this point. Yeah, well, he always says if it's not broke, don't fix it. So yep, yep. it worked for him for all those years and it's worked for Sam and Corey. They do the exact same thing and now it seems to be working for us. But saying that, though, you do need the good dogs. There's yep. a lot of lot of other trainers out there that work just as hard, if not harder, than what we do. We're just lucky that we, we get given the really good dogs. So I never take it for granted and, um, yeah. Yep. 
Um, I think when I spoke to you last time and said, you know, what race would you love to win? I, I think you just, you probably rattled off the Melbourne Cup, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, has that changed at all? Is that sort of, now that you guys are sort of getting into these group races on a consistent basis, are you sort of aiming for things like the Melbourne Cup, etc. now? No, so the the race I said last time was the Silver Chief because I wanted that that big oh, silver dog the trophy, big dog. That's and right. th- that's probably the one I'd still <laughs> like to win because of the trophy. But the Geelong Cup was always one I liked to win because we're from Geelong. Yep. Um, uh, I really uh, the, my favourite race I've won probably though is when Titan Blazer won the Mount Gambier Cup, just because yeah, he was such wow. a good dog for us and he kind of yep. kind of put us on the map. So. For him to get, he was in the Melbourne Cup, the Australian Cup, the Harrison Dawson, all these big races, and he never ever won a trophy. So, for him to finally snag his group race, that was definitely <laughs> our highlight for sure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast, but of Greyhound racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook. 